Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Life could be a little bit dark, a little bit miserable, so once again we're here to bring you a little bit of light and a little bit of joy, or something in that order, I've probably got it all the wrong way round again, but here to correct me is Stu. Hi Brad, how you doing Stu? Yeah, not too bad. I am the uh, Brad Tipex, that's, that's my uh, thing. Is that, is that, is that, does that go on your CV? Yeah. yeah, that is. It's a full-time job, is correcting Brad. That's that's what I say I do. But I'm practically perfect in every I way. I know. I've I've very little work to do. Yeah, that's bad because I don't let you get any words in. Yeah, true. It's you, I, I, I'm pretty sure you could just sit there in front of your editor, just highlight random chunks, hit delete, and I'd still make as much sense as I do. <laughs> the king of the non sequiturs. No, it's uh... nothing was lost. <laughs> no, that's very harsh on yourself and only partially true. But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quick segue, talking of only partially true, uh, Peter Molyneux. Yes. I don't know. Go, go on. Uh, he's only partially true. Is, is he ever true, yeah. actually? I'm sure you, you must say some truth. The title of the games he releases are true, I suppose. Yes, that that's very true. Uh, but anyway, Peter Molyneux, do you know what he used to make? What? Video games, Oh, true. yeah. Apparently even good video games at one point. That's the rumour. Um, mm. So, Yeah. It's actually kind of worked, even though he didn't make one of the ones I'm talking about, but it's from a time of Peter Molyneux goodness. Ah. Peter Molyneux was a name you went, oh, Bullfrog and all that. They make good games, so it's around that sort of time. But anyway, what have you been playing, Stu? Well, I have been playing a shooter again, which is Warhammer 40,000 Bolt Gun. Oh, yes. So that came out not long ago, and it is... As the kids today say, he says, shaking his walking cane, uh, a boomer shooter. So it's very much in the old style of, you know, sort of Quake era, more like the, you know, Duke Nukem 3D kind of era. Very low poly in the background and very sprite heavy, sprite scaled stuff. And uh, very deliberate aesthetic, obviously. It's like, you know, a deliberate throwback. And as those throwbacks go, it's a good one. It's it's very enjoyable, good fun. You just basically, you know, I, I don't know the Warhammer thing very well, like 40k, but I know of it, you know. And I've, I've... No, you could afford a house, so clearly you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I know of, like, you know, Marines, space marines and terminators and you know, chrysalids or whatever they're called and stuff like that but um, yeah it's kind of very judge dready in that it's a, it's a very it's a kind of meta parody of, of kind of all of that big guns big guys kind of thing it, it, a lot of people don't really catch the satire in it I don't think but it's supposed to be a bit of a satire on this sort of stuff but and on religion as well but um None of that's present, really. It's just it's just a dumb as rocks shooter, and the the sort of engine wise, kind of gameplay wise differentiator is that you have a you're very 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 powerful, and you have uh, face a lot of enemies, so it's kind of in a doom guy way. And your extra special abilities are things like you know you can dro- big jump, drop as far as you like, all a bit kind of like you know Spartans from Halo kind of thing you got a 
great big chainsaw that not only does a lot of damage on one hit, but you can hammer the button to do extra damage. Um, so, you know, it's difficult. It comes with some enemies with huge amounts of health. And apart from that, a lot of enemies spawn in very quickly into, like, you know, kill zones, kill areas that you're stuck in. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like all as you'd expect, really. It's very, 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 very basic. It doesn't do anything gameplay-wise that's special in any way that I've found. Like, everything is, is like polished to a really high sheen but it's still an antique <laughs> it is a complete antique it is a complete yep. antique so any gameplay innovations that came in from from even from you know just after quake really are not present and that's fine it doesn't pretend to um my only criticism so it's like it does all that stuff really really well but my only criticism is that well, it's a joint. It's it's a two part criticism. One is that the backgrounds are very very samey. It looks yeah. very samey all the way through, which sort of leads to the second criticism, which is it's quite easy to get lost. Because Thank you. Looks yes. The same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's I wanted to come in and say that. That's my big criticism. And for someone with ADHD, yeah, I got lost a lot, and yeah. I got frustrated with it on that. But I enjoyed playing it still. Yes, it is. A, for me, it's quite a significant failing. Uh, even though it's doing everything really well, it doesn't have, it doesn't use like colour breakup to tell you where to go. It doesn't use environmental, like, again, it, you're going back to like really dated stuff. Um, you know, it's like it hasn't really picked up on modern level design of, you know, flickering lights above a kind of doorway to say to kind of hint that that's that, or you know, a little bit of a color breakup to show that like, oh, the, most of the level is green and grey. There's a little bit of yellow splashed over there, or head and look what that is. So it doesn't use any of that really either. And and I thought initially that that little funky skull head that floats around following you. Um, I thought that little oh that prick yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that little prick might like be actually leading you to where you need to go if you let him no, no. But it's no, just clippy it it, yeah just it's just clippy, clippy. yeah <laughs> yep um, so yeah that's a little bit of a four apart from that it's really really solid and if you like those kind of shooters you're really going to enjoy it because it's it's good fun it's one of those things pick up for 10-20 minutes a day put down not think about till the next time you fancy blowing something up yeah, totally, totally agree with your your assessment there. Um, I I enjoyed it despite those shortcomings, and I do keep going back to it now and again. Uh, but I do remember, I think it was like the second level after the tutorial, where I just kind of ran around the same two buildings for about an hour because I got lost and I couldn't find the way out of getting out of those two buildings. Yeah. I was like, I'm into this one. Maybe I go up here, across here, trying to jump across ledges that weren't quite ledges that I could jump across. Didn't know they weren't because it was no different to ledges you could go on. Um, and again, you're right, just a, a little colour break-up. We're not talking like uncharted levels of, these are definitely hand grips you can climb. Um, but yeah, just little bits. I never remembered ever getting lost in a level of doom. So, yeah, it, that that's inexcusable and it did become frustrating which is a shame because the the beat to beat action is outstanding um and it's you know it's it takes it from a game that i think is really good and i do enjoy um and if it didn't have these shortcomings would have been one of our highly wanted craved um mhg award games but unfortunately those shortcomings do mean that it's something that 
and definitely from someone with ADHD, I can't really recommend going out and going, get this game, because it just lacks that something. Yes, and there is there is one little glimmer of hope in, in it, and that is that if you if you go into the accessibility options, you have it's buried, but you have the option to unlock all levels from the start. Um, yep. So you, what you can do if you want, I mean, you just go straight to the end if you want. Do whatever you like. I'm not your dad, but um, well, you, oh, complete it. Yeah, exactly. But what you can do if you want <laughs> is when you get stuck, you know, and you've done everything in the level, and there's no enemies, and it's just like this design is shit. I can't find the exit door. Just hot yep. skip to the next level. Just quit out. Do level select. Go to the next level. So yep. there is a way around it a little bit, but there's no real reason why you should have to do that, especially but, in a game that, that's this good quality, really. Otherwise. Yeah, but that's highly sort of like that. That deserves praise that they've got that level skip there. Uh, because again, you've bought the game. If it's got levels, you should be able to skip them. Yeah. If you don't like that particular level, um, yeah. don't get your rewards, whatever. That's fine. Don't get your rewards, but let you skip. Just let you skip it. If it's got a story beat that you've got to do, still could be the cutscenes or whatever, but just let me skip the level. Yeah. Uh, because. If I can't skip it and I'm stuck on that level, that's a surefire way for me to go, yeah, I'm not going to load that up next time. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, so, yeah, no, totally with you on that. Totally with you on that. Uh, seeing as we're in a bit of a retro mode, though, Stu, do you remember the best platforming game of the 80s and 90s? Uh, I do remember it. Um, it was Zool, wasn't it? Yeah. No. Ah, I think you're going a bit too far. No. Gimmick. Do you remember Gimmick, <laughs> No. No, I do not. No? Bloody hell. Well, Gimmick's getting a special edition re-release. Okay. Um, yay? So, <laughs> right. It is a bit of a yay, actually. Um, in all fairness, right, I've never heard of it. Um, <laughs> I thought it I thought it was one of those... So, do you know how Devolver Digital really uh, recently done their, uh, their thing and they had, uh, what was it, Volvi? character who was this retro character mascot thing that they sort of like um sat satired um they done yeah. that for their recent show but anyway it was sort of, i thought this was like almost like that that it was like designed to be oh this character was from like the 80s and 90s um and it's getting a re-release but it was a brand new game no 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 it's by sunsoft um the original game and it released in 1992 on the nes um called mr gimmick in scandinavia only apparently but, okay. So there you go. Bit of a bit of a bonus uh, factoid for you. I prefer. It I is... prefer that title. I prefer Mister Gimmick. Yes. Yeah. I do. Mister Before Everything. Uh, Mister Mrs. Pac-Man. There you go. <laughs> or Mister Ms. Pac-Man rather, not Mrs. Pac-Man. It is Ms. Yeah. Christ. Why would I go there? Who knows, Bradley? Uh, Who knows? I'm. I'm just apparently. I'm part of the patriarchy now. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you. The, uh, yeah, we go full retro. Uh, but no, Mr. Gimmick or Gimmick is just a, a typical early 90s 2D platformer with a character mascot. Looks like it would fit in the Bubble Bobble era. Uh, looks like, sorry, it would fit in the Bubble Bobble games, but not quite. Um, it's not quite uh, Bub and Bob. Uh, but, you know, that, that sort of design. Uh, you go through platforming, bouncing on Finn's heads, equally difficult levels, blah, 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 all the usual shtick. If you like the game back when it came out, you'll love it. But what it does have to it, and I think this is a really interesting way of bringing back an old game, it's got built-in uh, speedrun mode. Um, so you get actual, like, 
tibers, like proper speed run uh, tibers. So you yeah. can split tibes, your total time and all that built into the game um, that you could go over and over and over and over and obviously get your good split times. Now, I'm assuming I might be wrong. I might be wrong that if you could get this recorded because it's built in, you could probably use it to submit to a speedrun board, right. possibly. Yeah. don't know. But it's got that built in. And I'm looking at that going, game's okay, right? It's average game. It's like, I played a bit, I'm done, right? But this speedrun mode, put that in all games. Because that's brilliant. Yeah. It is. This, 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 this split, it's, it's brilliant. It's good, isn't it? Put it in. It's, cro- yeah. it's cropping up in a lot more now, which is really good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It's got usual achievements, like there's time attack mode, online leaderboards, and all that part of it, and all that the usual gubbies. Like you can look at old pictures of the game. Um, it's not a looker, so you know if you really want to, then fair enough. It's, it's definitely it's definitely a Nes era game, but not a highly polished Nes era game. Uh, but yeah, it's do you know what? It's fine. Is, is what I'll say about it. I enjoyed it enough. Um, it comes out at some point very, very soon, though. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, retro fans might like it. Um, I got a couple of hours worth of enjoyment out of it, and now I'm done. Um, Sounds fair. So, yeah. Comes out today, actually, as of recording. So, the 6th of July. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of... I feel simultaneously kind of like cheered and deeply, deeply sad when things like this come out because it's kind of like, well, it's not as good as, but it reminds me a little bit of Umahari Kawasi, if I've pronounced that right, which is that fairly uncommon, like fairly rare SNES era game um, that came out. I think it was, I'm not sure if it got an American release, definitely didn't get a UK or PAL release. Where you've got like a, a bionic commando style arm, but it's a much cutie, more cuter kind of thingy, kind of platform game. Yeah. And they did a few years back, I think three or four years ago, they had like a big boost and they, they released a couple of new titles. I think they did a remaster and, and a new title. And the new title had like a VR mode and everything. And it was like, oh, we've redone it. And it's like, I don't think anybody cared apart from the people who were obsessed with it anyway back in the day who already owned it. And yeah. that's what this smacks of to me. And it makes me feel a little bit kind of, A, like my initial thought is like, hey, why did you bother? And then on the, immediately on the heels of that, oh, I feel guilty for saying, why do you bother? Because you brought joy to the people who already loved it. Um, yeah. But it is a funny one. It's like, it is a kind of why bother, but thank you for doing it anyway. <laughs> It'd be like remastering droplets. Yeah. You know, you've, they've got a guaranteed sale out of that. Um, so yeah, but I, I, I would kind of, even as a massive fan of droplets go, well, that's a bit pointless, but thank you so, so much. And I suppose, yeah, this, this fits right in there as well. There's probably a handful of people that really do remember gimmick and really enjoyed gimmick. And the fact it's got a speed run mode in there suggests that there is maybe a hardcore fandom behind it as well. So yeah, good. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it just brings them more money than they, well, than they know what to do with. That would be lovely. But it brings them more money than they expect expected and covers all their costs. Yes. Uh, so what's next up from you? Well, I have to kind of have a little bit of a go at you, uh, to be honest, uh, because okay. you gave me the key for Shotgun King. And the key to my heart. Yeah. Well, there's that. You gave me that years ago. And I was like, 
what's this rusty old thing? I'm going to throw it away. That's my chastity belt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I found my way around that, though. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, he gave me uh, a game key for Shotgun King, the final checkmate, which we talked about on the podcast before, so I'm not going to go into great detail about what it is. I'll, I'll try and dig out. I don't think I've got the particular number of the podcast episode but it's in one of our past ones tell you what listen to all of our past ones again you'll find it there you go a few hundred hours of entertainment or equivalent um and what it is is very briefly it's a kind of roguelite type of thing where you are on a chessboard you've got one piece predetermined number of other pieces on the opposing side attack you and you get buffs and debuffs and stuff to do it and it's it sounds weirder and less less clever than it really is it's really clever it is fantastic i've been totally obsessed with this since you gave it to me i've basically not put it down I, every every time i've got a free second i'm like oh i want to do it again i want to get back on uh, I want to do my run. I, like the last time I had this was like probably Enter the Gungeon, which is which felt yeah. very similar, and I put about thirty hours into that. So yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I don't know how much it is, but it, but buy it because it's f- just brilliant. It's either uh, usually eight ninety nine, but it's available as part of this month's humble bundle as well, in which you get loads of other cracking games as well. Um, we're not affiliated. Just, just wanted to point that out because you can get the Outer Worlds full bloody blah edition with everything involved plus shotgun kim for nine quid oh um, do it but yeah but no shotgun has <clears throat> no right to be as good as what it is because it looks like it's just trying to be a silly game that goes oh look chess but violent yeah but it is so deep and involved that yeah i really i i, I really liked it and i'm glad you're getting the enjoyment out of it as well yeah absolutely i've got to stage 10 is the highest i've got out of 12 stage 10 on the throne mode um, and it gets so hard, but not in an unfair yeah. way. Just, you know, just <laughs> yeah, it's so brutal. Hard. Yeah, it's yeah. So um, I'm, I'm, I've not played it for a little while, so I might dig it back out again because yeah, it's brutal. It's, um, yeah, it's like the last thing on it, it. It the download is sixty meg in size. That's it. That's the entire size. Uh, so even if you've only got a sixty-four gigabyte Steam Deck. There you go. You can play it. <laughs> yeah, with, with space to spare. So yeah, you could yeah. you could fit it on a the teeniest little SD card that you could possibly find. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. What is right? Here we go. Right, a challenge for you for next week's show. Okay, what is the most recent game that was actually released? It has a sale price. I'm not on about like an itch.io little like little bit or a uh, or what's those that Pico Eight games or anything like that. Right, release game, most modern, most recent release that would fit on a floppy disk. Ooh, on a floppy. Oh my god. Yeah. That's a challenge. There you go. That's for next week. Good God. Okay. I'll see if I can find one. I don't know if any You're not busy. You're not busy this week, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Do you know, I not to like puncture the fun, but um I'm not sure there are any. I think there's probably enough like Man- rights management stuff and Steam backgrounds. Don't, don't get me wrong. Oh, right. If no, you've got to go back to 1983 or something like that's fine. I'm just interested to know what's the most recent game that will fit on a floppy disk. Okay. All right. I will have a look. Uh, but also, I actually talk. <coughs> oh, hang on. Did, did you say, before you do? Did you say it has to be on Steam or can it just be from anywhere? Anywhere. Anywhere. 
Okay, cool. Rotterdam, or anywhere, yeah. Liverpool, Liverpool or Rome, yeah. anywhere. All right, right, cool. Um, yeah, it's got to be on Steam, because I, I dare say there's none on Steam. Um, but, yeah, anyway, talking of Shotgun Kid, very briefly, it leaks into this a little bit. Go for it. Um, there's a new plugin on Decky Loader for the Steam Deck that allows you to create your own custom library tabs now. So, you know, you've got, like, all games, deck ready, um, installed, uh uh, categories, non-Steam, all those tabs in your library yeah. section. Yeah. You can now create your own ones as well. So I've created a daily play playlist um, that has 15 titles in it that I like to go back on a daily basis. So like uh, Binding of Isaac, Street Fighter, um, Slay the Spire, stuff like that. Um, and it's a brilliant way of being able just to like get all your favourite categories without it just being your favourites because I've got favourite games that I'll never go back to again, but I like in my favourites list. Um, yeah. So it's a really good way of like, oh, what's the stuff I'll play on a daily basis without having to search for your entire library? Just create your own tab, stick it in there, and away you go. Nice. Yeah, shotgun, nice. I, might, I might pop Shotgun Kid in there is, all, is where I was yeah. getting with that. Um, so... Very, very quickly, um, this one is just want to bring attention to it. It's a game that when I'd done my internship with Player 2 PR, uh, just to get a taste of the other side of the uh, the business, um, it's a game they have worked on in terms of PR and stuff. So I'm not going to review it because uh, morals and ethics and things like that. Uh, but it's called A Long Journey to an Uncertain End which is a resource management RPG visual novel style thing set in space, very LGBTQ plus friendly. Um, so, you know, everyone's got their own pronouns. It's not made a big deal of. There's same-sex relationships, different types of sexuality all in there. Adds absolutely no bearing on the game as such, uh, but people live their own lives, which is really good. And it's kind of like this space opera, soap opera type thing with resource management. So you get lots of like interpersonal dramas between all the characters and everything while you're trying to recruit a crew to get through space for this this ongoing story. Um, but again, I'm not going to spoil for anyone if you want to give it a go. Um, but you have to manage the crew, you know, upgrade them, make sure they're happy. They're able to go out and do missions for you. You've got to set the best people for those missions. They can die and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Really interesting game. I'm having lots of fun with it. Again, I, I, but I'm not going to go into a full in-depth review because technically it's I'm linked to it in some way. Uh, twice removed, you know, it's, it's okay to sleep with that cousin maybe type thing. It's not. Never do that. That's wrong. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It's um, it's out on Steam now. It's about twenty quid, but might be a bit steep for some. But there's plenty and plenty and plenty of content on there, and it seems to be gaining a uh, positive review. So yeah, long journey to an uncertain end. Check it out. Nice, very cool. And now my actual game I want to talk about um, <laughs> is. I feel a bit guilty about mentioning this one. That's no, no, so that's a bad segue. That's a bad segue because it's called guilt. Um, <laughs> it's by Tequila Works, um, who do other games that are popular, and I've mind's blanked on what they are. So yeah, so they like Sexy Brutal, Deadlight. Um, you may remember things like that. Rhyme they did as well. Um, so they've got a pretty decent track record of interesting games. Um, not always the best games, though. That that much I will say. And 
guilt kind of falls in that. Um, so, have you played Alan Wake, Stu? I have. And are you fed up with waiting for Alan Wake too, Stu? A little bit. Would you like to play my first Alan Wake? I kind of would. Yes. Well, okay. Guilt is that game for you. Um, it's a story-based game um, that uses like light mechanics and stuff like that, and sort sort of stealthy in places. It's a horror narration-based game. Uh, definitely lifts some elements from Alan Wake, but without being Alan Wake. So you play this this little girl. Uh, I think she's meant to be pre-teen, might be a teenager. I don't know because the graphic style is very like wood carving CG type thing. Um, it'll make sense when you see the game. Uh, but essentially, it starts off, oh, her sister's been missing and she's putting up missing posters and the whole town seems to have forgotten or, or, or moved on from her sister being missing. But she is. Uh, she gets chased by some bullies who are mocking her for her sister being missing. Uh, really good. So, want to point out, good representation of bullies because bullies will mock you for disasters in your life and stuff like that Yeah, because that's what they're like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they chase her. Um, her bike goes missing. Oh, she breaks her bike and she has to get a cable car and then it all kicks off. She goes back to her hometown and it's abandoned. Um, and you kind of like, oh, this is all odd. Why is it abandoned? And you find a torch uh, but you have to shine your torch and your torch becomes quite important. You know, much like a certain Mr. Wake type game. Um, and you go through, you kind of like, a lot of it's like you've got to navigate the story by going into different buildings or different areas and avoiding these these monsters that you find out are affected by light. So you want to try and stay in the shadows, stay crouched to avoid them. And the game progresses beyond that and does other things. Um, and when I first played it, like put it on, I was like, this is just like... Alan Wake for babies. Um, so much so, Elijah Wood was there mocking me for playing it. Um, <laughs> you know, you ate his references. Um, and yeah, but I kind of like played a bit more of it, played a bit more of it, and it goes some really, really interesting places. The stealth mechanics are good. Um, so it's not a stealth game, but the stealth mechanics work really, really well. You stay hidden from these monsters because you want to stay hidden from these monsters, not because it's a stealth game that goes, oh, you stealth mechanics. It's got them, but you're going, I don't want to go anywhere these, near these bloody things. They're going to look like, these are terrified for like putting yourself in the shoe of this, like, this, this, this little girl um, who's trying to search for her missing sister and find out what the hell has happened to her town. Um, and yeah, it's got loads of different, like really interesting puzzles, um, that some people would go, oh, these aren't difficult enough, but they're fine. They tax you a little bit. Um, I say it's a mixture of stealth in there. There's action in there, but it balances it all really, really well. The atmosphere is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. They did absolutely dripping in it. I think the visual style was brilliant. It's got some really good um, audio cues in there as well. Uh, I'm a couple of hours in with it so far. Uh, nowhere near the end. But it's one of those games where I put it on and just went, Damn, I like this. I need to talk about this because it's that good. I, I'm really happy that I got into this. Nice. Um, I do want to go back and play the Alan Wake games again because of it. Uh, because it's not as good as Alan Wake. Again, you've got to argue it's not as good as Alan Wake, but it has got probably like a tenth of a fraction of the budget of Alan Wake at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's if you are into those sorts of games, 
God, it, it ticks all those boxes really, really well. Nice, yeah. So it's, it's not actually out yet as we speak, um, but I'm guessing it's out very shortly. So It's out today. Ah, right, okay, cool. So, so as we speak, it releases in two hours exactly. Ah, right. Uh, so, but as you listen to this in the future, it's out. Uh, I don't know the price because it doesn't have it the price. It doesn't have it published, no. But no worries, no. I think I'll get it anyway. So do, how does it perform on deck? Oh, yeah, one of those games, this is happening more and more with deck. We don't need to mention it because it just played. I installed nice. it like it was a games console, pressed play, and away it went. I had to do nothing. Um, so much so, I, I can't remember the last time I've had to bring up performances to go, is this game working well? I don't know. And then I had to check the uh, frames per second or even switch to the 40 or anything like that. It's just one of those games now that's come out. I've just gone, yeah, this is fine. This, one, this plays well. Um, nice. None of the faff that we used to have when we were setting up that game show. That's, that's all seems to be a thing of the past with a lot of mid-tier or mid-level games, you know, like, especially indie games. Maybe your top, top tier games. Even Street Fighter, I didn't really have to do it because it automatically set the graphic settings for me when I put it in. So I didn't have to nice, fuss. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, brilliant on the deck. Um, controller friendly. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, I've got, I just completely forgot I was playing it on the deck, so to speak, because it's there's no faff anymore. Excellent. Good news. Uh, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. Highly, highly, highly recommend. If it carries on as strong as what it is, it may get a place on their awards page for the year. That's how much I like it. Nice. Which means everyone else will probably hate it because that <laughs> tends to happen. That's how it works. Yeah, no, no one else likes the games I like. Everyone else went, Planet Alana, that's a bit crap because the puzzles aren't there. That's not the point. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's. but I, I really like it and it will probably go on my must play for the year. Cool. Uh, but that's it for me in terms of games. Um, but can we very, very quickly, unless you've got another game. you got another game? Nope. No. Very, very quickly, Steam Deck stuff again. Very quickly. A lot of rivals are coming out now. Um, and all I see now is YouTube thumbnails or, or clickbait stories going, oh, is this why you shouldn't get a Steam Deck? Or can the I or Neo or whatever? Is this, is this the Steam Deck? It's just, it's not. I think the Switch has taught us that power is not the be-all and end-all. It's the ecosystem and making sure everything just works in a, in a satisfactory way. Um, and because no one's got the control set that a Steam Deck has, you're always going to have compromised games on the other systems that you'll never have on a Steam Deck. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There are some games that work really badly. I struggle with some strategy games. and you, I'm fine. You need a mouse and keyboard so you can't play it handheld. But... Most games that require mouse now, the trackpads are so, so good. Now I've got used to them. Um, and you don't get that. I can't use a right stick mouse anymore. Despite that's what I used when I first had the Steam Deck. Um, it's all all done on the um, on the trackpads now. And yeah. no other system can match that. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just... There's a lot of talk now. Steam are going to be going and focusing on their UVR stuff that they're they're building, um, and Steam Deck might be pushed to the wayside. Um, I don't know if they can. I think like Pandora's box is open now with this. I I think Steam Deck is going to be a driver, and I think PC PC developers now have finally finally got a target that they need to reach. 
Uh, because you've obviously in, in the past you've had to go right we've got to make sure that this game works on an xbox or works on a playstation you, you kind of build it around that whereas pc you haven't now you kind of got to go well steam deck's got the install base that if we can get it working on there and then up the quality from there then we know we, we've got a definite install base and then plus um so i think the long term with the Steam Deck now, even if it's not this iteration of it, I think has now changed how PC developers will make games because they haven't got to go, what's the lowest common graphics card we can look at? Just, you want it, if you can get it money on the Steam Deck, you're good. You've got a, you've got an install base instantly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and it's just really interesting because, yeah, I've seen lots of backlash at the moment against the Steam Deck because people have been spending eight nine hundred pounds on a competitor um and they sort of trying to really hammer home that oh this is the one this is the one this is better it's more powerful it's 1080p and i don't think i've played a game yet where i've gone oh, i wish this was a couple of hundred p more yeah um bright as brighter screen don't get me wrong and, you know if they offered a an update with a better brighter screen i'd be all over that um, that gave better colours and stuff. I, I would be all over that. But I don't think I've played a game on there yet where I've gone, this will benefit from a couple more P in there. Yeah, I know. It's it's the the classic argument of like the Switch. It's like it's it's the weakest console on the market. It's the oldest technology, but it's by far the biggest seller. So you yeah. know, you, you need to take your lessons from that and they have. So there you go. Yeah, and I I would trade giving me the extra battery life over the couple of extra P. I don't even know what a P is. Is it pixels? Is the P pixels? No, it's for progressive, as in progressive scan versus interlaced. I mean, we can get into it if you want, but I will send most people no. to sleep. <laughs> no. 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 We, we like to bring a little bit of light and a little bit of joy to not put people to sleep <laughs> on their final days. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. I thought it meant pixels, but there you go. Uh, but yeah, we only broadcast in 800p. Uh, can, can you do P and all? I don't know. Whatever. I no. don't care. Uh, we don't. You don't need 4K on a small screen. Essentially, um, no. it does not matter. No. Um, and then you'd only be able to play for five minutes in the car anyway. So, yeah. um, anyway, I'm rambling, Stu. Do you know what that means? I do. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> cool. Great. So, yes, as usual, follow us on all the socials. Check out our content on the website and on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Threads, which launched today at point of recording. Uh, we're already... Not not the uh, not the uh, the depressing 80s... I want to say documentary. It wasn't a documentary. It should have been a documentary. The Dystop depressing 80s BBC dystopian Dra drama. Yeah. Thing. yeah, because that's not what it is. Nope. Um, I mean, it might well become that because it's social media, but it's not at the moment. Yeah, we might turn it. Sorry, into... I meant to be shutting up. Yeah, we we might turn it into a dystopian drama, but that, you know that's to be seen. So yeah, follow us on Threads as well. And other than that, stay safe and stay sane. <laughs>